Welcome to Tigers Untapped, a Bluff City Media podcast. Stepping up to the microphones are your hosts, Trey Lasley and TJ Willis. Pull up your chair, grab your favorite brew, and enjoy the conversation. Now, let's get to the show. TJ, what is up? We're back with another edition of Tigers Untapped. How was the weekend, my man? Just another weekend for me. You had the more exhausting, exhausting. I, I didn't know if I should say wild, um, exciting or exhausting weekend. Definitely the most extravagant bachelor party I've ever been on. Yeah. The, uh, I left Wednesday for Miami for my best friend from growing up. We had his bachelor party down there, played three rounds of golf, two on Thursday where I nearly died. We played at uh, Doral Trump's course down there and uh, it was 105 with a humidity of 99 percent so after 16 holes I was ready to be in my deathbed but uh, we rallied played another 12 due to lightning that's brutal and then played another 18 on Friday and then just hung out in Miami Friday night hit the casino went down there it's a good time Miami's a little I don't know maybe I got the wrong I went to the wrong areas maybe I don't know it just It wasn't what I thought it would be. The traffic is atrocious. You can't get anywhere in under 35 minutes. Uh, The casino, you can't have any live dice games. So there's no craps. There's no uh, roulette. Nothing like no live. It's all video game style, which I'm not a fan of. That feels really cheaty. Yeah. I I feel like people talk about loaded dice. If you're playing a craps game on a video screen, I don't. Yeah, no control. The human element is taken out of it yeah. at that point. I don't like that at all. Um, it also lightninged maybe 66% of the time we were there from Wednesday night through. I Get this. We stayed out till about 1 o'clock Saturday. I had an Uber to the airport at 4 a.m. So Wednesday night between 1 a.m. and leaving Miami Sunday morning at 4, it lightninged probably 66% of the time I was there. Florida I know, it's, built I know it's Florida in the summer, yeah. but I've also, I have never been anywhere where this is considered the off season for golf. So the, the courses were cheaper down there because we were getting off season rates that are off season for golf down there. Cause it's so damn hot. It's like May through October. It was brutal. I mean, I thought Memphis was hot. It was yeah, unbearably it's a hot little closer to the equator there. Yeah. It's just, a, it was next level stuff. Mm. It was a great time though. Had well, fun. you're back. And we have air conditioning. We were you here for the eighties? We had eighty degree weather for a little bit there. That was great. The eighties, like your hair. Yes, like the, my hair. this is a. It, let's not float past this without talking about <laughs> it. Teach has got the locks down tonight. A lot of body in that hair. I trimmed them up a bit, guys. Did I mean, you, not just a did bit. Did you cut it? Yeah, we did cut it. There's about nine inches off. So we're looking. What? It's what? a lot. Yeah, nine inches, brother. It's a lot shorter. It's more like. Um, Less Joe Dirt. I was getting a lot of, like, hillbilly bobs from behind. I don't know. My mom may not think you're a panhandler anymore if she sees uh, you out. I don't know. That's in the Kroger parking lot. Wow, look at this. My, right. my tab just broke. The can's not fully open. I don't know. I've had that. I don't I know how this is going to go on. Tonight we have High Cotton Czar IPA. The Czar IPA. Wow. This is... I get After that. four straight days of drinking Modelo <laughs> and High Noons, um, 
It's a little different. This is our IPA at 7%. It's going to hit different tonight. Yeah. <laughs> but it's another high cotton. We haven't done a high cotton in a little bit, so. It's a very plain can, though. It is. Well, per usual. All right. We got the beer out of the way. What are we talking about today? TJ, I have an idea. Can yeah. I say something real quick before y'all move on? So to, it's so, to, so quick. Super fast. Please. Not to bring it just to just to um, want to give a Tigers untapped condolences to the University of Houston, um, the Reggie Cheney, Cheney family. I don't know if y'all saw the news. Guy who's faced off against the Tigers numerous times passed away today. Just want to say, man, condolences to that whole entire Houston city, the city of Houston, the Houston Cougars, and the Cheney family. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you talk about a guy that we were going to war with like twice a year, three times a year, just two years ago. 23, I think, right, Kenny? Yeah, he was 23 years old. Yeah, that's awful. Um, I mean, even, you know, with the rivalry and everything, the hatred between the two schools, you hate to see something yeah, like that happen. So definitely prayers out to to the Cheney family and the Houston community. Mm. I still hate those folks over at Houston, though. I don't know that that was the time, TJ. <laughs> um, all right, we are literally less than two weeks away. From Tiger football, we are, yeah. what, it's Monday? We're five days from college football. We got week zero, which a lot of people hate that. I love it. Give me a week zero. And every time. I will take it. It's a week earlier. Who doesn't like a, a football a week earlier? I don't understand. Yeah. I don't know why. Uh, the week zero, it's great for me. Um, TJ, the football program, we got a little bit of not just local recognition, but national recognition for a little, uh, what do you call it, a promotion they got going on with the Tigers win, you win promo? Yeah, that's, that's a promo. Uh, right now, if you buy a $60 ticket to the September 1st, so next week against Bethune-Cookman, uh, every home game the Tigers win, if they win against Bethune, you get a ticket to the next game against Navy. They beat Navy. You get a ticket to the next game against Boise State at home. They keep winning at home. You keep getting tickets all for just 60 bucks. It's an incredible I've, deal. I've never seen one. Yes, it's a incredible deal. Now, it's not like, oh, this is a huge, you know, you're saving several hundred dollars. You can go on there. Go to the Twitter. This is something else we talked about. You can go straight to the Memphis Football Twitter and buy season tickets right from there, a flex pack. They got season tickets starting at $99. So at the end of the day, if they go undefeated at home, you get a ticket for every game. You're saving 40 bucks still, but I think the more, like, I've never seen anything like that from another, it's kind of, it's fun, right? Like, oh yeah, you're super, paying for a ticket to one game and every time they win, you feel like you win. It's super innovative. I would say it's definitely a different way to get more people into the stadium because, and, and for what it's worth, I, I think you mentioned those hundred dollar season ticket packs. I think those are probably up a little bit higher. Sure. Perhaps uh, these are lower I Let's mean, be real. You can kind of sit wherever you want. That that is fair. Um, these are generally lower bowl. Yeah, I mean the ones I was looking at were four or five rows off of what are we one seventeen? Yeah. So these are in like one sixteen, one fifteen. I mean, it is. It's right a great there. deal. I mean, I I think it'll you'll definitely get some people to buy into that. I will probably do that for my wife. Spend sixty bucks, and then if they keep winning, she gets a ticket. Yeah, it's going to be too hot for my wife. I already know what she's going to say. Yeah, I mean, she's, Natalie probably will not. One, she will definitely probably not go to the, the Cookman game. I mean, she'll go to the tailgate probably with us, but yeah, um, I'll do it, and then I'll have, maybe I'll do two of them, 
and I'll just get tickets every time they win and give them to somebody. I think it's also like super smart because Memphis has been all the last couple of years have kind of tested this. They've been pretty damn good at home. Yeah, I think what is it in the college football playoff era? We're like <laughs> fifty-two and nine, I yeah. think, at home. So the odds are ever in your favor if you take this promo on. I mean, chances are you're getting well, definitely one game. I mean, two for sure. I would say. Yeah, I mean, you're definitely. I feel pretty confident saying you're you're definitely getting. Yeah, two I, mean, games. I mean, I would. I feel confident saying you're definitely getting to three. Who's the second home game? You got Navy on that Thursday night. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll talk about Navy a little bit later. Nerds. Just kidding. I like Navy. Nerds. But anyway, very shout out to the. I don't know if that's the, the marketing department over there pushing that, but that's a that was absolutely an awesome idea. I think even you know, Brett McMurphy was tweeting about it. Sure. Getting all kinds of recognition. Never seen anything like that from any other. Not even just football, but any other athletic team, professional or collegiate. I mean, they could have hit us with like buy five Prano pups in one game and you get season tickets. I'd been so down for that because we'll I could definitely find We'll get Prano to pups. that later. That'll be part of the season superlatives. Oh, okay. All right. Um, Teej, with us being less than a week away, want to do a little depth chart uh, run through? Yeah, why not? I think we can... I mean, we are, yeah, like you said, two weeks away. I, I, I think there's a general consensus on a lot of guys, right? On most of them. I'd, I'd say almost every position. Maybe Almost some, every. Yeah, I think there's some question marks still out there. Okay. So. All right, well, let's, uh, let's jump into it. You want to start offense or defense first? Let's do offense. Why not? All right, well, we'll go with the uh, softball. QB. QB1, obviously, is Seth. Cade Cunning. Seth Hannigan. Um, TJ's got jokes. So, Seth, you want to go to? Is it TC? I think it's Tevin Carter, yeah. Been in the, been in the program twice now, so two years of that. Okay. Hey, I kind of agree with you, and I would love to see us, I mean, not just next week. I'd take it in the Navy game, too. Just absolute. In Arkansas State, let's get, let's get Gridiron Penny some snaps. Let's get up by 40. Get him some snaps. I People want, need to see him sling that thing. I want Tevin Carter rocket bombs to Darius James, 90 yards in air, because that's about how far he can put the ball. Wow. That would be fun. Just saying. Is that a promise that that's what's going to happen? Uh, it's very likely. We saw him do it the spring game last year with Eric Rivers, and Eric Rivers isn't here, and now you R. got R. Darius James. Eric Rivers, uh, oh, he didn't career. die. Yeah, His didn't Tiger die. career died. Yeah, well, he's a Panther now at FIU. I don't know if that's... Mm, speaking of Miami. All right. Uh, all right, on to running back. This is, uh, this is a crowded room. I mean, even today, I think, uh, at Media Availability, Coach Dawkins was talking about, they got five guys that sure. are looking to get touches, which is, I mean, we talked about it a little it's bit a last lot. week with Coach Soberfield. It's kind of that day and age. You don't really... You, most teams don't have a true, like, bell cow. Yeah, 25, 30, 35 yeah. carries a game kind of guy anymore. So you want to identify a true one or two and then maybe some situational guys. Yeah. They either get in there and, and are catching balls out of the backfield or maybe a goal line guy, short yardage guy. Um, who is your day one first snap starter at running back? I bounce back and forth on this one a lot. Um, 
for a long time, it's been Jay Ducker. I think he is exactly what you need. Speaking a, of Duck, did you see that video of Chandler Martin? Yes, Chandler Martin absolutely <sighs> flew in like I don't a, know a what, missile. I, it felt like it's been years since we've seen a Tiger defender hit somebody like that. Yeah, it was... Uh, rest up, Duck. I'm sure you got a little headache still because he got planted. Anyway, good to see. Okay, you went back and forth, Ducker. Uh, yeah, I just I think Ducker does and checks Ryan's boxes for a guy who is slow to the hole as fast as he can through it. TJ with these and he is, speed jokes he is again. Very productive in terms of within the tackles. I think he's super productive. He protects the ball. Is slow to the hole, good. Yeah, that's actually what you want. Okay. Slow too fast through. It's like the slogan. Um, I, a part of me really thinks it's it's going to be Watson though, just because of the explosive, big play potential he has, because he can scoot. Like, and he's coming off scoot. Nearly two thousand. It is two thousand yards the last two seasons, right? Uh, I think he was a little shy one year. Yeah, uh, I think it was nine sixteen, but I think yeah. cumulative. But he's had two thousand last two years. Um, I'm kind of right there with you. I real I mean we've heard great thing even even coach mentioned it last week about Sutton Smith. Sure. Um but I think it's probably Blake but I'm going Sutton as the two. Okay. I and I don't it, and I think again situationally we're going to see Sutton line up in a lot of different spots other yeah. than just right there. I was about to back. say he is but he needs to he needs to get touches. I mean, again I I think I said this last week he is not Tony Pollard because very few people are. But well, there's very, only one. Yeah, he's he's, he's very Tony Pollard esque. You can put him in the backfield. You can put him at wide receiver. It doesn't matter. It's I, all about. I, have ex- I don't have an matchups. NFL team, but I I and Christian, that is the worst Christian possible may be team you can very pick. excited about this. But TP may make me a Cowboys fan. No. Please don't do no. That is the Not worst even for possible. TP. No, Christian's Listen. also got that badass Cowboys rope hat that I want. So. This you can be a better. problem. You can be better. That's all I'm saying. How can you? How can you not have a team and then choose the it's Cowboys? T- it's TP. Ugh. It's America's team. Ugh. You could. You could be an Eagles fan. Yeah. You mm. could be a Packers fan. There's more Tigers on the Eagles than there are on the Cowboys. A Jets fan. Although Hard Knocks, the Jets. It. I tend to always. I love Hard Knocks, and I tend to start pulling for the team that's featured that year. I'm just saying. There's but better I've seen one episode that so far this year. Um, all right, yeah, I'm going. I'm going Watson Sutton at the two. Yeah, I, I will say, and I know it's not like a a sexy statement because he's been kind of banged up. But Brandon Thomas looks like he's back to how he was two years ago. I mean, I, I think Coach Dawkins said today he's healthy. Yeah, I mean, he's physically getting, he's he looks fully. Practicing yes. and everything. He, if you if you went off looks alone, you looked at the entire running back room. Brandon is is clearly above and beyond like the most physically gifted looking. He's just chiseled. He's jacked. What was that? Norfolk State and Arkansas State, where he basically ran for two hundred yards a game. It's Nichols. Nichols. Nichols State. State. Yeah. yeah, I mean, he looks he like that again. Looks like he last year he did. Back. He looked like he'd slimmed down. He didn't. So he's back physically. Yeah, he. I mean, he looks the part. One hundred percent. Interesting. My okay. only concern with Blake is that Blake's just now coming out off an injury. Sure, that's fair. That is fair. I, and, and that's kind of why I was looking at Ducker as the number one. He's the guy that can kind of come in and just take hit after hit after hit, and then you change a pace, switch it up with Blake. 
Uh, Blake Watson can, I mean, he's a pure home run hitter, honestly. Sure. All right, let's jump to the uh, the wide receivers. We got three, so we'll go two outside guys and then a slot inside. Who's your first starting on the outside? It's going to be Rock. I, I think, think so. that's the easiest one to pencil in, right? Yeah. All right, let's go slot. Uh, Demir, Blankumsey. Yep. Yeah. Blankumsey. And then let's go other outside. Great question. I'm interested to see what you say here. I am going to say Joe Skates because I, I just, it's been, it's a new year for Towski Dove, who I, I think maybe you were going to make an argument for. It's a new year for him, new scheme. He's been kind of banged up himself. Um, I just, we've seen Skates do it, right? He's yeah. just such a field stretcher. I think the moment you have Blankham see another burner out there, it kind of just opens up him to just burn him deep even even more so. Yeah. I, I do I think I'm I lean Toski just as Joe come but I mean the reality is like it doesn't matter. Sure. They're all gonna rotate in. Yeah, and exactly. I mean, There's no four wide. I mean, so I mean we could come out and have Joe and Toski out there and yeah, run a four it, wide it, set. Kobe Drake. Yeah. Kobe's gonna be out there. You got uh Marcelo Busey Busey. 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 Um, so Jamario Hawkins may, I mean, yeah, all so, great ones. Yeah. It's going to be some con combination. If there are truly just three rock, Joe skates, Toski dove and, uh, Demir. Out there. If you ran out there with the four rock, Toski dove, Demir and Joe skates. I feel pretty good about that. I feel really damn good. about Absolutely. That. that is a I lot. I mean, you got two, so much you got size, two body, big bodied, Catching traffic kind of guys in Rock and Toski. And then you got two just absolute burners, deep ball, get it to them quick and let them take off in uh, Joe and Demir. Yeah. Sign I feel good up. about that. Dude, Toski is one of the most, even without pads on at the spring game, was one of the most physically intimidating sure. receivers I've seen. He, he is very much so a very well-built, wide a very wide-bodied guy. Yeah. So. Okay. It, I think – when I say this, I don't want it to sound like I'm calling out Rock Taylor because I'm not, but he very much so, this feels like a breakout year. He, it's got to be like a make or break it's type of year be. for him. It has to be. He's very much so Javon Ivory to me. It's like, you've got to show me something. Like, you, if you've been here. This is now your third year. And, and with Ivory, we saw the same thing kind of one year after another after another. And I don't know if it's a situation where – the quarterbacks weren't looking his way. He wasn't able to get separation. You know, there's there's arguments both ways. But with Rock, we saw a very good freshman campaign in that one UCF game. I'm like, this dude, he I mean, could he, be really he good. He dropped him. He but did. we have, to your point, we have seen numerous times flashes sure. of Rock, what Rock could be. Yeah, and he is just such a big-bodied guy. Even though he has slimmed down, he is still a big-bodied receiver. Isn't that the kind of differential between a guy like Javon Ivory and Rock Taylor? Is Javon was slight, like yeah, he was. He was very thin, very thin. Yeah, and and I think separation was hard for like he, you know, was dealing with some injury last year, but also just the physical, the physicality needed to get separation. Yeah, was not there for him. And I I've seen Rock make some catches. I know he had something he struggled with. It's something the whole roster struggled with. Honestly, yeah. I mean, we, we yes, we have seen. Rock drop passes that were like TJ would have caught that down the sideline. And then we've seen him make catches that were like, that was, I mean, one handed snags and OBJ yeah. style, Anthony Miller esque. 
Yeah, he where it's like, how did he catch that? If I think if you can get Rock to buy in and you get the best of Rock, I mean, between the receiving core, which happens to be the biggest question I think on offense. Yeah. Well, I could see offensive line being an argument, but we'll go with wide receiver being the biggest question mark. I mean, you got three starters coming back on the offensive line, and, and one receiver, of the wide receivers you've got no starters. Yeah. Rock and no, I, I guess Skates I mean, was the the most statistically sure advanced I mean, but he was fifth yeah so um for me it, it was the wide receivers i i actually now that i see them and stuff like that I, i'm really not that worried about wide receiver i'm, I'm just not like the yeah, talent is there i mean and we'll talk i think we might talk about this a little bit later when we jump into some questions but it feels like overall as a group, they will be much more productive. You may still sure. not have that like one. I mean, I guess I could see Demir probably playing this role as being the go-to guy, potentially. You're talking about target-wise or yard-wise? I'm or? just saying like the Anthony Miller. Like sure. you know the ball's going to him. The Calvin Austin, yeah. right? Like I don't know that you've got like this one that just stands so far above the rest that he's your num clear-cut number one receiver. I think you've got a group that can be very productive and they all do things. Well. I have a question for you, TJ, since you've been out there on the field a lot with the guys. Yeah. Who is the receiver that you would say right now, the Tigers have that defensive coordinators from opposing teams are, are game planning for? I mean, it, it skate seems like the easy option because I mean, I don't remember how many receptions he had last year. It feels like 20 and he still put up, how many yards did he have? 300, 400? Yeah. Just showing you everything he catches is a mile down the field. And that's just something you have to prepare for. Like, you know the Tigers are going to come out, run, 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 run. Everyone's going to start creeping up. And then you have this guy who is notorious for just beating everyone downfield. Yeah. And he's 6'3 on top of that. So I, I think he, Skates is, is probably the number one that stands out to me. But, again, we just talked about it. I mean, you have a, a 6'3", 210-pound rock. Uh, Towski Dove, is, I think he's also 6'3". Demir's a burner. It just – there's so many weapons. And I, I know, like, you're coming off a year where you've lost everyone. You relied on a tight end. You don't really have that this year. Um, I'm just generally not that worried. I'm really not. I think Skates is going to be great. I think Rock will have a really solid year. Blank Humsey, we, we've we've seen it in the spring game. Yeah, I mean, we, you've seen it at Toledo. Yeah, so, I mean, he's he's a playmaker for sure. I mean, what did Dove have at Missouri? 400, 500 yards? Yeah. I mean, this guy who's done it at, at a, on a much larger scale against harder competition with a worse quarterback. Very true. All right, let's go to tight end. Uh I don't think there's really – I mean, maybe. But I'm going Lanfear as a starter. Yeah. I, I think it'll be Anthony Lanfear and then probably uh, – my guess is Brendan Doyle. Just because he's say, a big I mean, body and dude. He looked good yeah. in the spring. Um, I don't know if you've been able to see anything out there at fall camp yet. but Yeah, I mean, they, they it's they it's everybody's rotating left and right, left and right. But I think his size makes him a perfect I mean, fit to go and out Jamari's, there. Jamari's – I mean, he's shown that he's capable <laughs> But he's more of kind of like an H back. Yeah, I think kinda. he's more of an H back. I think yeah, he's more of like a, coming out of the backfield. Yeah, I'd love back. for that dude to drop his hand down in the dirt and just be a fullback and bring back the freaking I formation like JoJo. Was God, back it there. makes me think of what we got that targeting call on. Uh, yes, gosh, 
Who was that? I don't remember. I know exactly which. Oh, it was on uh, 13, John Hassel. Yep. Such a good block. That was absolutely the most ridiculous. I see that, those kinds of plays out of him. Yeah. He, he's a big kid, too. But he we can catch the ball. Do it. I say he can catch the ball. Yeah, we saw the spring game. He made a pretty sick catch in the spring game. Yeah, he's got hands. Um, All right, let's jump to uh, offensive line. Let's you jump should. to the offensive line. You've obviously got three starting returners in Jacob Likes at center, Davion Carter, right guard, Jonah Gamble, left guard. Yeah. I think the question marks there are the two tackle positions. Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely think you return – and technically, Mikhail, uh, Pounders, McKaylin Pounders, is a returning. I mean, yeah, he like didn't he start every game of the year, but he was a starter at multiple times, multiple yeah, games. I, I think he started like one or maybe even up to three games, and then he got hurt. Yeah, I think that's your left tackle. As long as he can stay healthy, that's. I mean, you're in a good place there. Again, health is always a concern. For yeah, me. it doesn't really matter what position, really, but uh, having him back is going to help out. And then at right tackle, it's been a battle. I'll be honest. I mean, we've seen 15 different dudes, it feels like, rotate at right tackle and right. trying to figure it out. So who do you've got in there? Terrence McClain? If you Anderson? ask me today, mm, I think if you ask me today, man, I don't know. It I, McClain seems like the easy one to take there. Um I don't know anything about it. Who got? I mean, I'll go McLean. So that gives you what? Jacob Blake center, Davion Carter right guard, Jonah Campbell left guard, Terrence McLean right tackle, and Pounders at left tackle. Yeah. I mean, I think you're still probably – I think Henderson can get some run in there. Right? I think – I don't know. Yeah, I mean, McLean seems like the easiest option. I, I guess I'll just say McLean. I, I don't – whoever it is, is is on watch. We'll say that. You have a bad game. I'm expecting you probably get pulled and the next guy's coming in, and we may see some rotation there, which is never really, like, a comfortable thing. But I think they've got to find the best five. And it's, it may not even be a thing where, like, hey, I'm a tackle or, hey, I'm a guard. If you play well – at right tackle, you're you're a damn right tackle today. Yeah. Right? So we could see Xavier Hill move over to right tackle. He's a guy who's who's came in, and he's typically been. I mean, we've seen that before. Shoot, I think Damian Carter played center all yeah. spring and fall camp last year, and then they threw him in at right guard. And, I mean, he was arguably our best offensive lineman at that position. I mean, just overall, but playing a, a position that he hadn't been practicing sure. in all season. Gamble was a left tackle yeah. then moved inside. So, so we've seen it. I, I do think that they like guys who can rotate and stuff like that. But, yeah, I, again, I'll say McLean, I'll play it safe at right tackle, but I do think that Xavier Hill can get some run. Gotcha. All right, kicker, I think Seth Morgan. Seth Morgan, obviously. Punter. Reed Bauer. Big Boot Bauer. Bauer. Are you kidding me? Big Boot Bauer. I like that. Big Boot Bauer. Put that on a shirt. Um. All right, let's jump to the D. A lot of question marks here for me, and it's not in a bad way. It's because, like, there's so many damn good guys. I don't know who to pick. All right. Well, we're going to start with the two DNs, which should be pretty easy. Do you consider Jalen Allen a DN? I know it's like a 4-3. Okay. The two, what do you you want him just as an edge rusher? Yeah, I mean, it's Jalen Allen's coming off the edge. Whatever you want to consider that. Like, I, I think that we can call it a DN. If Whether he's want. down or up, I think you got Jalen Allen off the edge. 
and then Cremante. Cremante, yeah. DN on the other side. Sure. All right. Inside. I think one of them you got. I mean, he mentioned talked a lot about yeah. him last week is Josh Ellison. Yeah, it's Josh Ellison. That's a lock. I mean, he yeah. said nothing but great things. I don't know about how else you take that. I'd be shocked if we got out there next week and Josh Ellison wasn't starting a D tackle. Yeah, and it's kind of funny because Ryan talked about him as a guy who was just like, "Hey, look, I've got an extra year of eligibility. Like, let me come play. Maybe we can win a conference championship." And this dude just shows up. And he like kicks in the door like the Kool-Aid man. And this dude's all of a sudden just he's your best D lineman. Stud. Uh, all right, who you got next to him? Great question. I've toggled back and forth on this over and over again. I it could be I mean, I want it to be my you got I, trench baby. I know. I want Rambo big, Trench Baby. Big trench baby fans. You got Brockington who's been here. <laughs> Show him flashes. He's a little smaller. You say he's still kind of stocky, though. He's stocky. Um, mm, this is the one where I was talking about how I have questions on. Because a lot of good things have been said about Kiviante Spears as well. And I don't know if it's something that's going to push him into the one spot by any means. I'm going to say it's Brockington because I've seen him play so well. He is kind of a smaller, but he is stocky. He plays very well uh, for his size and his frame. Uh, I'm going to go with Brockington and then Derek Henry. Derek Henry. Derek Hunter coming off the bench. I wish we had Derek Henry. That would be pretty unfair. Well, he is unfair. He's a cheat code. Um, all right. No, I, yeah, I think it'll be Brockington out there. At one, but again, this is another position that is just gonna you're gonna yeah. see multiple guys sure. kind of in and out, and that's what you need. You need depth there. I mean, we talked about it in closing out games, being able to rotate guys in and not have, you know, Josh Ellington, Ellison, and Brockington if they're the starters playing sixty five seventy snaps. Sure. Um, all right, let's jump to the uh, linebackers. You got one for sure in the middle, Jeff Kent, our Archer. boy Jeff. Yeah, starting there, anchoring. You got on the the two sides of him outside. It's tough as well, man. Um, I mean, based on that video the other day, and when I saw the Chandler Martin, I want to throw Chandler him Martin there. is. A, it seems like a, a clear. I mean, he gonna be making hits like that, and had me fired the heck up. He's fast, man. We've talked about it over and over and over again. He moves so fluidly, very similar to to Tyler Murray, very fast for the position they play. Um, I I will say this. Comparison of speed to Tyler, great. I, he seems to be much more physical than Tyler was. Sure. Perfectly fair comment. Which is exactly what I think we need. We got to think Tyler was really a safety who just stepped out in the box and played, right? I mean, he yeah. was 215-pound linebacker. It was like having Austin Hall. I mean, that's what Chandler thinner, Martin is, lighter, though, isn't he? Austin, he like 220? He is, he is a lighter guy, yeah. He's, he's definitely... Small-ish. He plays bigger than he is. He definitely though. plays a lot bigger than he is. So if we go Chandler, who's on the uh, the other outside? You got Sincere there? No. I I want to put Sincere there because he's the senior. He's the local kid. I'm gonna, I think I'm going to put Bryce Edmondson. I, I think that's someone that he was a part of that 21 class, that highly sought-after class. Uh, a little banged up last year. We couldn't really ever get much from him. Um, I think it's his time to step up and play. I do think he is. That's another position you'll see some guys rotate at. It could be Edmondson. It could be a sincere. 
Um, it could be CJ Johnson, the Juco linebacker. I mean, there's yeah. a couple of guys there. Marcus I think. Tillman. We hadn't, I mean, we hadn't really heard anything about him though. Mm, I don't think it'll be Marcus Tillman. No, I don't think so. What? I just don't think, I don't think it'll be him. Interesting. I mean, Silverfield did mention Bryce Edmondson by name during y'all's interview with him. Yeah. Sure. And, and it, I think it was because he was so, they had a lot of faith in him coming out and he's played special teams and things like that for sure. Um, but if you look at him, he's six two, six three, two twenty, two thirty. I mean, he is. I don't want to say small because that's not a small man by any means. But for the position, if for the position, he is not a two hundred and forty pound linebacker thumper, right? He is not Jeff. Jeff is a large human being, but he moves very well, and he's able. He's strong enough to make big plays for them. So I, I think that he is someone that is going to get some snaps and I would not be shocked if, if Bryce had a really good year for us. All right. If, if you had one, do you think linebacker is maybe the, has the most question mark? Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 And I think D line has questions because so many guys are good, right? We've talked about trench baby. We talked about Ellison. We talked about Cormonte. Well, there's Whitlow, there's Brockington, there's Kiviante Spears, there's um, our Darius Jones, Josh White, another highly sought after guy. Um, you got Jalen Thomas coming in, Jalen Joyner, another transfer. Like you have so many dudes that just seem like they are they could be so beneficial to this team. And then you go to linebacker. You got Jeff Kentonarku. You've got Sincere, and that's really about it in terms of guys who have played relatively decent minute yeah Yeah. like had production production minutes uh productive minutes at the d1 level so i mean ecu or what did he he play not ecu east tennessee state etsu obviously they've been pretty good recently and he's played snaps in juco uh cj johnson another guy he's played snaps there it's just not the same as playing at memphis and the aac so sure all right, let's move to uh, the corners on the outside. Sheesh. Another one where it's this is like D-line. There's just so many guys. We've seen a lot of guys getting reps. I'm going to say Davion Ross is a lock. I think, I think he was really think good a, for us last year. I think that's year. a fair assessment. Um, and on the other side, I'm going to shock some people maybe and say Malik Feaster. No, I, th- I think you're right. I mean, especially with Greg switching to safety, I think those are the two guys. And I think they like that Ruben can play safety and corner and things like that, so we'll see him move about. And I guess we can take this moment and jump to safety now. Simeon Blair seems like a lock. If if that didn't happen, I mean, if he's not <laughs> starting. Did y'all sure. hear him in that video they showed of the, um, um, at the uh, scrimmage? The goal line play at oh, the scrimmage yeah. in the Discord. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did y'all hear yeah. him screaming? Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, you knew exactly who it was. I, mean, I, I got to close my week. eyes and I could have told you exactly who that was. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, that's Simeon for sure. So, uh, Simeon, I think, is a lock. The other safety. You don't have Greg there? I, I think it could be Greg. I think, I think an argument could be made for Cameron Smith. That's a guy who's played I, corner yeah. and safety. He's I mean, played a lot of minutes at safety. Yeah. 
Uh, what about Joel Williams? Six three. Joel was Joel back there. You know, Joel played there last year. Yeah. But I think Joel is very similar to Simeon Blair in the way that they play. They're more physical safeties, like a a strong safety type of yeah type of position. So I don't know if it's um. I don't know if those are two guys you would play side by side. Because I was kind of watching them, and I'm like, I just don't know. They're just too similar. Yeah, they're very similar in what they do. That's two guys you rotate for one another, not not put side by side. Yeah, and and I definitely think that transfer Cam Miller, local Memphian kid, I I think think he could get some run at safety as well. Although he's he's been out of the game for a little while. Different local kid. What? Cameron Miller, not Maurice Hampton. I thought Cam's only been playing. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, you're right. You're yeah. yeah Maurice yeah. Hampton was the. I'm thinking the baseball of baseball player. two sport. Yeah, yeah, you're right. He, I mean, he's looked good in practice. Honestly, for a guy who hasn't played football in a couple of years, I mean, he's still got juice. I mean, obviously, when you're that, you know, if you're that, I mean, he's a an freak athlete. athlete. Yeah, like whatever. It's like riding a bike; it comes right back. Yeah, I mean, he's. It's not like baseball is like an unathletic sport by any means. Like he's clearly still quick twitch, very reactive. Say baseball is the least athletic of the sports. Oh, really? Bowling would like a conversation. Bowling's not a sport; it's a game. Golf would like a conversation. Yeah, golf. I mean, yeah, I don't know. There's a lot of athletes in golf. Oh, you're, <laughs> you're looking at one, bro. What's guy. funny? Okay, guy. You ever heard of Tiger Woods? Yeah, can Tiger Woods dunk? Roy McIlroy? I don't know. Probably not, because he's. Freaking leg is destroyed. Can Tiger Woods drive? That's the question. Should an athlete be able to drive? That's the question. Should they be able to? Sure, if they want to. Why he would ever do it, I don't know. Why do you not have a full-time driver at Um, all times? Another one. I'll just throw this name out there, by the way. Diego Brumfield. I think that's a guy who is going to see minutes on this field list this year. And it's probably going to be corner or safety. He's looked really good to me. Somewhere in the secondary. Yeah, and, and it's and he's kind of a guy that I mean another guy we've seen I, mean, I wouldn't be shocked I mean I know we said Feaster but DJ Bell's got a lot of time yeah at corner that's a big well. guy too yeah that's a, a much bigger six two ish yeah yeah and then Tyron Taylor we're just we can name dudes all day that's what's so beautiful about this and uh, Tyron Taylor's the the transfer from Colorado Colorado so I mean there's just so many guys that they can put back there. I feel confident that we're going to see 15 dudes that will just rotate, 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 rotate in that secondary until they find what sticks. And hopefully it's not in a sense where it's like, um, hey, we're getting torched for 400 yards a game. Let's yeah. rotate. Maybe it's just like, a, hey, let's just try in another guy here and let's see what works and just kind of balance things out. So. Okay. All right. Last two very quickly. Kick returner. Punt return and then kickoff. I mean, punt, it's got to be sudden. I think he's one of the kick returners and punt. Um, punt Chris White said that the other week. And if it was today, it would be sudden. And he's a he's a playmaker. He's shifty. He's quick. I think sudden that's who's returning seems, kicks. He seems like he would make the most sense. I'm gonna And then I'm as the other kickoff returner, I'm putting Feaster back there. Okay, for punt returner, to not copy you, I think Sutton makes the most sense. I'm going to take Kobe Drake because Kobe is shifty. Kobe gets kind of written off as just like that that white receiver guy. Kobe is a possession guy. Yeah, but his we've hands seen, are incredible. We've and seen he is him very return shifty. punts before. Well, I think they put him back there. To, we've seen him field to field punts. punts. Yes. Um, 
I don't hate the take. That's not his fault, though. I think that was more of the special teams sure. situation. Sure. Um, and kick returner, I think it's Davian Ross is who mm. I would put back there. Yeah. He looks, he looks two, good. You get two options. Um, who'd you pick? I said Sutton and Feaster. But I may change it to Feaster and Ross. I'm trying to give you someone different than what you said. Um, a name that hasn't been said, Julian Barnett. I think it's a guy they could put back there. Wow. Did not expect that, but really? I'll, I'll take it. Yeah, I think Julian Barnett could be a guy we see back there. Wow. Okay. Uh, all right, Teach, let's go to a break. When we get back, we're going to answer the questions you guys submitted in the Discord, run through some season superlatives, maybe give a couple uh, college football picks okay. we got, and we'll wrap it up. We'll see you on the other side. A show over in, in New Zealand, radio host had Pete Pranica, of all people, on his show. And the guy was saying that a friend of his who's close to Stephen Adams said that the Grizzlies kind of mishandled something with his surgery, that he needed surgery the whole time. Mm. They said that he didn't. They prolonged it. And then he actually got surgery, and now he's rehabbing from that. Yeah, they used the word misdiagnose. <laughs> yeah, that's a strong word. The Grizzlies don't give clear information about stuff. And it, really leaves, it leaves room for interpretation. Right. And my interpretation is that this story sounds real. <laughs> now I'm not saying I'm not saying this story is true, but it's true-ish. That sounds like that sounds more realistic than anything the Grizzlies are saying. When you leave things up for speculation, hey, this is what happens. Guys like me just put guys two like and that two New together. Zealand radio guy. <laughs> New Zealand radio that. dude. They yeah. come out and say, hey, and I know my partner said Stephen Adams was way more messed up than y'all thought he was. And that, and not only that, yeah, y'all misdiagnosed that man. Misdiagnosed. Strong words, man. Woo. Strong words. Strong words. Tune in to The Anthony Sane Show, Wednesdays and Fridays at 12 p.m. weekly on the Bluff City Media YouTube channel. But they need front court depth, probably. I mean, if I'm looking at their roster, right. you need front court depth. You don't know if DeAndre Williams is going to come back. So you have to make sure that you have enough to be able to rotate in. We have to see where Malcolm's injury status yeah. is right this second. But he knows what's expected of him yeah. in a Penny Hardaway system, and he can give you those spurts. It never worked as a starter because he could only give you spurts. But as a bench player that's getting 10 to 12 minutes a game, I wouldn't mind to see him and a return to Memphis. Tune in to On the Bluff with Christian Fowler and Gabe Kuhn every Tuesday at 12 p.m. on the Bluff City Media YouTube channel. Bluff City NIL is an official partner with Coaching for Literacy, a nonprofit organization using the power of sports to impact childhood literacy. You can read more about them at coachingforliteracy.org or at Coaching for Literacy on social media platforms. Your donations to Bluff City NIL are 100% tax deductible because of our partnership together. So we thank you for supporting Memphis Tiger student athletes and helping promote the monumental cause that is childhood literacy. back tj uh we got some questions yeah. in the discord and some superlatives we're gonna go over we added some this year i think last year we only had like eight i think i might have doubled it this year it's gonna be a little more fun and a little yeah. more challenging so that you don't just get the beer yeah i can't really wait to win more beer uh kenny 
is going to be our host this evening and ask us the question. So, Kenny, I'm going to throw it over the glass to you. Let's go. All right, y'all ready? Yeah, let's do it. Question number one. Who are the X factors on offense and defense this year? TJ, you want to go first? Um, One on offense, one on defense. Is that what you're looking for specifically? Yes. On offense, I will say... I'll say Blake Humsky. I, I think that his ability to be the slot guy, I think, because I think the outside guys are going to kind of open up a little bit more for him on the inside. Plus, we've seen him do some serious work already at Toledo. Um, kind of goes against my original answer. I was going to think skates, honestly, but I'm going to change it wow. up. I'm going to say Demir. Okay. I'm going Sutton. We've heard, a, we've heard a lot about answer. him, seen him in a lot of the clips they're posting, just his shiftiness, his ability to make plays, make people miss, change a direction. And I think how they're going to use him in multiple areas, handing sure. off in the backfield, receiving, putting him in the slot potentially, yeah. giving him the opportunity to refer, return kicks. I think he's the X factor. Can he throw the ball? Do you know? Uh, I have not seen him throw the ball with my own two eyes. I'm but he's an, he's an athlete. I would yeah, assume that he can throw away football. Just – Keep that in the back of your mind. That's all I'm going to say. Could be fun. See a Gabe Rogers type play? I don't know if anyone will ever throw a football as pretty as that. I, yeah, in the we history may of never see that again. Going forward. <laughs> it's true. I'm not even joking. I've never seen the pass more From a non-quarterback. On the run. Dime. <laughs> right. Yeah, I mean, it was gorgeous. Just a dime, man. I don't think that pass will ever be overthrown. <laughs> uh, on defense, um, I'm going Simeon. Simeon seems he, like the easiest possible answer. I mean, he's a answer. coach on the field. Yeah, Simeon seems like the easiest answer there. Maybe not necessarily from a statistical spec, like no, side, but just his ability to be there, coach the defense, tell people where they need to be, calling out everything the offense is doing motion-wise. Like I think he's going to be an X-factor on that side of the ball. I think he's a tackling machine. You are fighting a yawn. So I am, hard. dude. Just let it fly. It's already gone. I ate it. It's gone. Um, no, I think it's going to be Simeon Blair, but I think it will be in tackles. I obviously don't want your safety don't, to lead the team in tackles. Have, that is a superlative. Don't start talking about that yet. But I think that he is such a good tackler that it's just he's going to stand out. A man among boys. Not really, but you get my point. Okay. All right. Question number two. Obviously. We drink beer on this show. Hell yeah, brother. Yeah, yeah. Of the beers you've had and ranked on this show on Tigers Untapped, what beer represents Tiger football this year? What? First of all, an incredible question. What an absolutely thoughtful question. Shout out to Nick Guerra, man. That's my, that's my guy. What a yeah, great question. A great question. And I'm going, which is, I think, one of – the highest rated beers hmm. that I've given in Memphis style lager for two reasons. One, this should be Silverfield's highest rated team. And two, I think this is going to be a Memphis style team. Grit, blue collar, hard nosed, defensive. Out there just playing tough nose football. I was hoping with a little I, bit of flashy because the can was good. Nineties. <laughs> I'm gonna say 
similar logic. I'm going to say Memphis Sands. Wow. They're like the aquifer. Yes. I'm going to say Memphis Sands because I think this is... Because the rest of the Americans got to filter through Memphis Tiger football to get to the championship. TJ, I like where you're at. Something like that. Um, I'm going to say because I think this is going to be one hell of a year and Memphis Sands is one hell of a beer. I think we rated it both high in the can and in the beer taste. Um, off the top of my head, I don't recall my score. I'm a, I would be I think shocked. We both put it in the eights if it wasn't in the high eights. Yeah, and okay. I think that's what you're going to get here. If you could, you know, let's say twelve and zero is is a, a ten, and ten and two is a nine. I'd I'd say you're. You're pushing it You're right there. there. I mean, we, we both said nine and three, ten and two is very plausible, very plausible with this team. TJ and I are very optimistic right now. I don't know if that's because we're so damn close to football, or if we truly believe that this team has no, a chance to be real special. They do. They have a chance. They yeah. This the should roster be the best is team that we've so, seen in the so last four good years. This year. So good. Given the way the schedule lays out, the new conference, it should be a good. Your game. toughest games are at home, where you've been incredible. Sure. So I it just it checks the boxes. If you look at games like Tulane, SMU, those are your your tough conference games at home, and it's pretty much whoever is the You're home team has been winning that. Six first year head coaches. You're playing yeah. three teams that had three wins last year. Like I, I do, I will say that someone is going to be better than what we think on paper. Sure, I mean it's, it's not going to be you. Tulane last I can year. Let you know, it's but not. I, I would also say that there's probably going to be somebody that's supposed to be good that's going to be cheeks. Like ah. Houston was last year. Well, I shouldn't. That's yeah, not a great Houston example. Was, turned out to be okay. They were fine, but they weren't what they were projected sure. to be. Twelve. Should have beat that be, ass. Yeah. Should have beat those cheeks. Um, Memphis Sands. Final answer. All right, Kenneth. What do we have next? All right. This question has a has an assumption that I don't want to you guys to like. You guys can refute this assumption. Okay. Is what I'm trying to say. Okay. Um, but outside of the O line. What position group concerns you the most going into the season? It's a, the assumption is that the O-line is the most concerning group for for you. I don't know if that's true or not, but what position group concerns you the most? I would say uh, I think that's a fair assumption given the last several sure. years that O-line is the one that you need to come out and see the most improvement, right? Yeah. Outside of that, I, th I think it's what we talked about a little bit earlier. At least my answer is going to be linebacker probably. Just because of Jeff, really. I mean, like we said, you've had sincere, but he's never been a starter, really. Like, yeah, he may have started, and you a just game. don't have a ton of Division One level production there. That's sure. not to say that they won't be a, a good unit, but from all position group wise, I feel like that's probably it for me. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna agree. It's just because you just don't have the experience at linebacker. Like you do at, at D line, yeah. At, at DB, um, you know, we talked about the wide receivers, which I think someone out there was probably looking for us to say wide receiver. But you and I don't seemingly have, I, and I, too yeah, much. I of just a, feel good about. Again, I don't think you have a clear cut. He is the guy type of guy that stands sure. above all the others. But given Toski and Rock being bigger bodied, like we said, go up and get it, catch it in traffic. And then two speed guys, like, I feel pretty good about. Do you need a, a go-to guy, though? I don't think you do if they all step up and do 
their jobs. Well, well I mean, if you've got multiple options, I think that may be better than teams trying to focus in on one guy. I think even if you were to look back at last season, make them defend all four. If last season, let's say the running game worked just a little bit better, I don't think it mattered that you didn't have a guy. Yeah. Well, I also think a lot of it comes down to the line too, right? 100%. Are they giving Seth time? Are they giving the receivers time to get into their routes? And Yeah. <laughs> you know, the the receiver is breaking as Seth is running for his life. His right. eyes have already come down from, from right. downfield. Right. So, um, yeah, I think linebacker is going to be the easy choice there. And it's it's not like the, they're not talented. It's not like they're well coached. I think Hankins is incredible. I wouldn't be shocked if he got pulled to another team to be the deep coordinator, the head coach, whatever it may be. Um, I think the bodies they have there are nice. They, they, tons of talented dudes. I just, there's not a ton of snaps under the belt. I think that's all it comes down to. It's just questioning. Yeah. I have a question for you that I'm just going to add in here wow. because it kind of – I like the write in. Yeah, I'm going to write this one in. We never, ever talk about Seth in terms of – question marks and concerns and things like that. And obviously Seth has had an incredible two years so far at Memphis has the chance to like this year, if he plays kind of at the same level he has played to potentially break a lot of records this year at Memphis. But what are some things that you guys want to see Seth do better this year? Oh, I mean, it's good. It's a good question. Um, he has a very strong arm. So his downfield passes, I, I think, can be really good. We just haven't been able to see them yet, right? We talked about skates. Um, he had Calvin to throw to as well. So he's had downfield threats. I think it's we go back to the offensive line, just hasn't given them enough time. But I want to see more vertical downfield attacking. I think that will showcase his arm. That helps his draft stock. Um you know, it, last year he was kind of – he kind of had happy feet. I think he's openly yeah. admit, admitted. I, I think I was going to say just making a decision like either way quicker. Yeah. Right? Like I think there were times last year where we saw not every game, but there were occasions where there were windows there and he just didn't make the throw and then it's up that he's got to run or yeah. that he starts moving out of the pocket a little quicker because there maybe is some pressure, but it's like if you stood in there a half second later. Yeah. Might have had something. He definitely could could have better set his feet because we saw a couple sail high last year. Yeah, that turned into tip passes. That's that turned one. into interceptions. So setting Accurate, his feet. Ac- I would like to see. I mean, it's not that he's not accurate, but nah, he's, I mean, when you were overthrowing a was he six five tight end? Yeah, six six. No, I think we take Seth for granted because we've had. Riley, we've had Paxton, we've had Brady White, like these guys that are, I hate to use this this term of system quarterbacks. And I guess that applies more to Brady than anything. Yeah. Um, I think we've just been so spoiled that we forget how good Seth has been. Like he is about to be on year three. And I th- Well, I think, I don't know that that would really be the case either if, the teams had won more than they have. Well, I think gonna, that also kind of keeps people from talking about how good he he is. Well, I was going to say that he's in what fifth place, I think, career I mean, wise. It, yeah, to Kenny's point, he has a chance this year to break the all time passing record in three years. It's going to be tough to to beat Brady White this year, I think. 
because Brady had some wild years. He, he was did. at 10,690 yards in three years. Yeah. That's a lot of yards. It is a lot. But he also had – he had UConn on the schedule. Sure. <laughs> we'll say that. Um, but he definitely uh, – he's pushing Danny Wimprime, Memphis legend. Danny obviously had four years. He, he could – I'm confident, barring wild injury, he will beat out Paxton and Riley. So you're talking at worst he is your third, third. all-time leading passer. Yeah. I, I think we take Seth for granted at times because he is, like, this super calm, like, soft-spoken guy. He kind of, you know, in a way, he's kind of a little nerdy. Like, he just doesn't yeah. – he doesn't come off as, like, I'm alpha male quarterback of this team. Like, he's not super outspoken. He's very soft-spoken. He's very kind of um, – he's the son of a coach. Like, he, he knows exactly what to say. And not that he rehearses these things, but he just – Mentally, he understands it, knows what to say in interviews, so you never get any slip-ups with him. He's never like, yeah, we're going to go out there and just whoop the shit out of these people. Like, you're not going to yeah. get that. No. Uh, yeah. So maybe I think we kind of put Seth on the back burner, but he's incredible. He's so good. Yeah. So good. This is interesting. This is the first year that he's going to be, that he comes into this program as the not even questioned number one quarterback. The yeah. last two years – he had court, he had training camp battles. And so it's going to be interesting to see what he does with that. Like the unquestioned leader of this team will be interesting to see how he handles that. And the second year in the same system. Yep. Not that it was right. like a big change between the two systems, but I mean, I definitely think there's coaching changes with stuff like that. So. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Fourth and five with the game on the line. Who are you throwing to? Sutton Smith out of the backfield. Or the slot. He's a playmaker. Getting the ball. Unless they wanted a specific wide receiver as an answer, then I'm going probably Demir. Yeah. Is this on like a slant? A, is this like fourth and five on like on the five yard line? Or yeah, I think that's four? the big that that's the big question is where are we at on the in the field, right? Like doesn't matter, you need five yards. Yeah, I think it does matter though. It does matter. Because the easy answer for me. Personally, I think it'll be a land fear. Wow. Really? Was, yeah, I think that's a that dude is that, a Kevon Davenport type <laughs> answer. <from DJ. laughs> a, well, a, I say that because <laughs> you forget how big he is, and he's not like the flashy tight end of yesteryear that we've had. He's just kind of like a big body out there. It's kind of he's a big, big lugging guy. He and Brendan Doyle. I would love. I mean, guy. let's be honest. I don't. I think if TJ at this point last year had said, I don't want to say his name, but our yeah, previous tight end, our previous tight end, uh, we probably had the same reaction. Yeah, I I think that he is going to be better than expected. I don't think it'll be a six hundred seven yard receiving tight end type of situation. I don't think it's. Gonna I also be, don't know that you need him to be that. Exactly. That's where I was going with that. Is you have so many more weapons on the outside than you've had in that I don't. Years. I don't know if you need him to be. If he so can TJ's be, he's going with more of a like a surprise element. Yeah, I think he can be your your Joey. Well, I think he I can be Joey. That. Okay, because Joey never had like a and Joey caught it. He he absolutely caught it. He never had this five hundred six hundred yard receiving season. I don't think off the top of my head, but he. And people know who the hell Allen Cross is. They know yep. Joey, and yep. they, they were like 300, 400-yard guys. Yep. Daniel Montiel, just we've old had reliable. A, we've had a string of 
tight ends. Montiel's another guy I don't think people talk about enough at tight end. But. Do we know how good Lanfear is with his hands? Uh, everything I've seen, he can catch the ball. I mean, the thing is, he they love tight ends. I, I think Ryan said in his interview that they have never, I don't think there's a single play where they have They've not lined up with the end. tight end. Yeah. And so what that means is whatever you want it to mean. Like, is he going to run for a pass? Is he just going to block? I don't know. Couldn't tell you. But I've seen the guy catch the ball. He he doesn't stand out in terms of being just, like, blazing fast. But I think that he could easily slip out in the flats, and you have to pay attention to him because he's a guy who could go three catches, 45 yards in every game. I think that was a sleight of hand answer by Silverfield in y'all's interview, though, because as as – the number one football podcast in uh, Memphis football podcast in America. We know that there's AAC. All the AAC coaches are paying attention to this show. I think I think Silverfield was trying to throw a little bit of a sleight of hand. Like, hey, we've never run without a tight end. Boom, first game. No tight end. No tight end. That's what I think is going on. I'm joking. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I also is he is he saying like nobody that plays tight end, because I'm pretty sure we've run five wide before, but just had like Sean Dykes lined up out. Yeah, it's just exactly. It's just a tight end out on the field. Yeah. So you wanted to call BS on that, didn't you, Dre? Yeah, I saw your face. You were like, mm-hmm. uh, bro, I could totally see a situation where on the outside it's like Rock, Demir, and then Lanfear, and then Lanfear just crashes down as opposed to yeah. uh, making a route, and then it's like a tunnel screen or something underneath because that's a big body dude again, yeah. like. Very large man at tight end. All of the tight ends are so big, by the way. It's kind of weird. Like, so we've normally had like six two, six three tight oh, ends. Yeah. Like, literally everyone's 65, position, yeah. 65 plus. Yeah. Even Chisholm? He's a little, he but is a little smaller, a, but he's, a, he's, he's, he's so stout. Thick. Freaking he's bulldog. So yeah, he's yeah. A, yeah, he's big. He's um, bigger than Joey, I would say. Oh, Joey was slight. Joey was, Joey's not a, wasn't a big tight end. Do you say that? I mean, he was still like st- Six, six three, four. six four, two thirty, two forty. I mean, yeah. he's still a big dude, but like, he was he was thinner though. I I, I kind of know what you mean there, but so was Dykes. Yes, Dykes was six one. <laughs> Dykes was a receiver playing yes, tight end. Yeah. All right, moving on. In y'all's opinion, who leads the team in touchdown rushes this year? Rushes, not catches, not yeah. rushes. That's so tough, man. Because we've seen I them mean, use. Nor Watson or Ducker have had a real big year of touchdowns before. Yes, exactly. We and so it's we, like I feel like we get down there, and then it's going to be like we're handing off to BT inside the red zone. It's yeah. it's going to be bull. It's bull or, or bull. BT. Yeah, I mean yeah. those are your short yardage guys. I feel like. Um, I I still think that there is a, a a backside chance that Sutton has seven touchdowns this year. Yeah, seven seems like doesn't seem like a lot in the grand scheme of things, but if but Sutton's got, got seven and three running backs, yeah, you you have five guys. We're talking about touching the ball, so um, I'm gonna say Sutton. There's just so many ways to give him the ball. I wanted to say that too. You can't. I already called dibs. I'll go bull inside the red zone. That's fair. Inside the five, just handing it off. But let it know. I I am considering Brandon Thomas. I th- really really thought about it. Yeah. Yeah, I just he just hasn't been able to stay healthy. You know? I know. I know you said he looks good, and 
He definitely looks. I'm going bull. Definitely looks good. Looks the part. All right. Last question before you get to the season superlatives. Uh, who on defense leads the team in interceptions? Ooh. I don't think this will be a high number. I don't either. I mean, I, what, I, we, the most we had last year was like two probably. Maybe. I don't know. Quindell had just two. Um, I was thinking he had like four. Let me say, see. Did he? I, I was Zay thinking it was the close team to four. With like two or three. Um, I will say it's going to be a linebacker because I'm expecting a lot of batted passes. And we've actually had a linebacker. Maybe it was JJ that had a couple of interceptions. Zay had several. Or maybe it was, it was Zay. It was Zay Collins. Um, I'm going to say Chandler Martin. I'll take a wild card there. The easiest thing is one of the same. I mean, Quint, yeah, it was either Zay or Quindell last year. I'm going to say Greg Point moving out to that safety position as a free safety. He's just out there ball hawking now. Yeah, it, that's the thing is that we've, we've talked about how many different DBs they're going to have. Yeah, it's so hard tough. for me to put any faith in I mean, the DB. Somebody's going to have two and win that. Exactly, exactly. So. Quindell had four last year. Yeah. Zay had three. Yeah, Silvante had three. Savante having three is surprising, but I think he got some of those late in the UTA UTA State Utah State game in the bowl game. He was UTA UT Arlington State. State. Shout the state part. All right, so you said Chandler. I'm gonna say Chandler. Yeah, I'm just gonna take a wild card there. All right, let's jump into uh, the superlatives. Okay. Does Kenny have that list as well? Yeah. Okay. Oh, my bad. Here we go. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you knew you were going to read this. Um, here we go. <laughs> Who will have the most rushing yards? Damn it. I'm going to say Blake Watson. I think that that's the hot hand they're going to ride because he's going to start hitting home runs. Yeah, I, it's Blake. I know you already said it, but I, I want to say Sutton, but I think they're going to line him up in other ways and get him like quick passes and stuff that it's going to take away from some of his rushing yards, so I'm going Blake as well. Part of me wants to change it because I don't want us to have the same answer. We're not. There's plenty of superlatives. We can have some of the same answers. All right. Um, Golly. Okay, here we go. Who will be the 1,000-yard rusher for the team this year? And you have to give me a name. You can't say no one. Uh, Blake Watson? The guy who's done it before? Yeah. I I guess Ducker's done it. Ducker's done it? Yeah, I'm gonna go Blake as well. It's gonna be Duck now that we say that. Is that it? All right, here we go. Who will have the most receiving yards? <sighs> I can tell you the easy answer. It's I'm I'm between two. I mean, it's either Demir or Joe for me. Um, just from a, I mean, everything that I. Joe is going to just have like five seventy-yard touchdown catches. Yeah, that that's the thing, and we saw him do it last year. I'm going to Mir. I think he's going to probably get the most targets as a receiver and opportunity to have the most yards. I'll take Skates then. Yep, I just think it's five catches, a hundred yards. I'm not really every game, but like it just feels like that. All right. Will there be one? Who's going to be the 1,000 yard receiver? I think I meant to put that as 
will we have a 1,000-yard receiver? Um, I'll say no. If that's I'm going to say question. no as well. So We'll change the question up. Who Will will the Tigers have a 1,000-yard receiver? Against your wishes, I'm saying no. No, I'm going to say no as well, just because there's too many mouths. I think, yeah, it's going to get spread around. All right, this one seems kind of easy, but who will the Tigers score the most points against? And a bonus a bonus point for if you can guess the number of points they score in that game. Bethune-Cookman, 59. Final answer. Yeah. We'll put a caveat on this. You can't it's, go. It can't be FCS. Can't be FCS. Okay, so remaining schedule. Um, Gosh, part of me wants to say A State because last <laughs> time we were down there. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna uh, say the we Charlotte. Yeah, it seems. I'm gonna say fifty-two. I. I'll I'll say. South Florida. Florida was supposedly at one of the clubs in Miami we were uh, talking about going to. I will say South Florida, and it will be, goodness gracious, this number just seems so hard to project. What number did you say is the highest? 52? Yeah. I thought it was right. Um. Yeah, South Florida 52. Am I allowed to say the same score? Give me another score so you can win the points. And whoever's closest but doesn't go South Florida 55. All right. Mm -hmm. That's not a bad guess either. Okay. Oh, that's right. They're at home too. (laughs) Dang it. Who will be the offensive MVP this year? Seth. Yeah. Seth seems like the easiest answer being the quarterback. Um, I'll change it up and say Blake Watson, just so we don't have the same answer. Okay. Thought you were going to say Jonah Gamble for a second there, TJ. All right. Jonah Gamble. (laughs) Who will have the most tackles? Simeon Blair. It's because I said it earlier. Yeah. I'm going to say Jeff. Who will commit the first turnover? Oh, Seth. I mean, I could totally see a pass getting batted and tipped. Oh, that was supposed to be defensive. Who gets the first turnover? (laughs) Keeping me on my toes. Who gets the first turnover? Uh, I'm going Jalen Allen. Strip. Strip sack. I'm going to definitely need to see a Jalen Allen turnover this year. I'm going to say Malik Feaster. No, Davian Ross. Davian Ross. DK Ross all day. Mm. I like that. Which defender will have the most interceptions? Don't we? Yeah, we just answered that one. I think we answered that one already. In the end of the questions. There was Um, someone not reviewing their questions, Trey. Sorry. 
Um, yeah, I, I don't remember who I said. Oh, okay. Chandler Martin. I said Ruben. Yeah. Okay. Who will have the most forced fumbles? Goodness. Jeff Kent and Arku. Mm-hmm. I'm going Chandler Martin just solely based on that hit that he had on <laughs> Jay Decker That's the other fair. day. If he's hitting folks like that, they're coughing that thing up. I'm going to throw my name in the hat, Cormonte Hamilton. Mm. It's a perfect answer. That's a good one. He's a, such a sleeper, I think, going into this People season. are sleeping on him. That, you're I, right. We man. are. He just doesn't T- play like a sexy TJ and I are. We haven't, we hadn't even mentioned him. I mean, he was second on the team in sacks last year with like four and a half, and Jalen had five, maybe. It's just a very quiet year for him. Yeah. I don't know. I think he's good. All right. Who will the Tigers hold to the fewest total points? How many total points? Is this another no but then Cookman answer? Yeah. Right. Navy. I like that. Interesting. I just don't know what to expect. I mean, they don't have a quarterback. Like I'm not supposed to are we supposed to pretend like they have a quarterback now? Navy twenty four points? Twenty four points? Yeah, I don't know. I'm trying to that's, that's way a lot. too high. Yeah, that's a lot. We almost blanked like four teams last week. Yeah, I don't know, man. I'm just trying to think. Better like, hope Navy doesn't score 24 points. I mean, I want to say Charlotte again, but I'm going to say... S- I'm trying to pull up the schedule real quickly. Navy was just the first one off the top of the dome. I think it's probably Navy. Because their their offense is so quarterback-centric. Like, well, yeah. It's also a toss-up what the hell they're going to run. Like, I don't, I don't think it's a guarantee that they're going to run triple option. Like... I could see them coming out in the wing and then audible to a four wide spread. And I'm no saying UAB because Trent Dilfer's a dork. They're That's such sc- a good answer. They're going to score nine points. We'll find out pretty soon what uh, what old Navy's going to what they're going to run. Week yeah. zero, baby. Yep. I'm going to say Navy, and I'll take it at. What was your score? I said nine. Nine. <laughs> So I a think miss, mix extra mix extra extra kick and three a, field goals. They yeah, don't, oh, three field goals. Goals. They don't score a teddy on us. Um, ten seems too low for Navy. I'm gonna say oh, that's what they had last year. Yeah, I know. I I think they're gonna be a little different. That was there too. Uh, Navy ten. I wanted Gosh, to say thirteen. That does feel good. I don't think UAB. Yeah, Navy ten. I love Trey's disdain for UAB. He's just that look that on his just face. Doesn't, that doesn't feel like the right answer, but I'm sticking with it. I want it to be Arkansas State, honestly. I do I'm too, so tired of dicking around with him. We always make it a game and we shouldn't. All, All right. right. Who's going to be the defensive MVP? Jalen Allen. That is such a I think it's, it's, I mean, we just talked about him having five sacks. If you can give me a, like a Huff Daddy kind of year, like a seven or eight Shh. sack type of season, like, Sheesh. I'm going Jeff at the middle, anchor of the defense. Give it to me. I need a big year out of Jeff. I mean, yeah, I mean, that'd be perfect. All right, will the Tigers record a safety? Mm. I'm going to say no. It's just so, I feel like it's pretty rare. It is rare. This happened last year, and you said no, and I said yes, just to be opposite just of you. Opposite. And then it cost me a six-pack. I'm saying no, too. And you can't. Watch. We're going to do it the first oh week. Oh, my gosh. 
I'm saying no. Here's what's going to happen. It's going to be the 2019 Bryce Huff and old against. I know in the very first game. Very first game. That's what's going to happen. Be so mad at myself. Jalen Allen. You just compared Jalen Allen to Bryce Huff a few minutes ago. I'm going to still say no. It's just because it's so rare. Chandler Martin up the middle. Block. All right. Here we go. Or it's going to be something dumb, like just a in the first game, Bethune's going to be punting on their first possession, snap it out of the Step back out of bounds? Yeah, snap it out of the back of the end zone. <laughs> I'm going to punch DJ. <laughs> That's exactly. DJ and I get into these like bets that we have or a pick em score where it forces us to start rooting for things that are very weird. Yeah. Like, like we really, really need a Bethune-Cookman field fourth goal. Fourth quarter, you're like, oh, what's that, a 63-yard field goal? Let's You got it. You guys can do it. Just kick the field goal. You don't want to get blank. Like what game was it last year? The Tulsa game, I think. Yeah, there's like four games this happened. Do you know how much I'm going to laugh in the Bethune-Cookman game on the first drive that they have? They I will step leave. out the back I'll, of the end I'll zone leave. and get us. I'm going to leave. I'll leave. <laughs> I'll leave. It's uh, Labor Day weekend. I'm leaving. I will go to the straight to the lake. I am running. I am running over to y'all side of the field and just going to laugh the entire time. All right, here we go. Um, will the Tigers score a special team tutty? Yes. I'm saying yes. I think so. Bonus point, is it, what is it? Well, yeah, what is it? Uh, punt return. I'm going kickoff return. When was the last punt return for a touchdown? Last year. Oh, Eddie, Eddie right? Lewis. Yeah. Yeah, yeah Eddie did just it. did it. Against uh, North Alabama. Yep. Trey has this ability to just stockpile exactly like the yardage, the person, the, the, the game. Only some. I can't. No, it's pretty wild. Like, you can be like, hey, man, when's the last time we converted a, a fourth and 23? And he's like... But see, I don't know. ECU that <laughs> I don't know. 2017. He's the rain man. Yeah. I don't know that answer. The rain man of Tigers Untapped. All right. Uh longest field goal made. Mm. What is what is Seth Morgan's longest so far? If I'm gonna say 53 yards, because that's a pretty far boot. That is a far boot. What did Chris Howard make last year? He made one I think that it was, was only it was right at 50, I think. Yeah, he was he's someone that was not necessarily known as like a big kick. No, I don't guy, think he had made one over like 45 yards his career. Yeah, but I think he made it and there was like yards to go. Like it was. Oh, well yeah. In the there. one that he, well, I think he also kicked it with the wind. That was a pretty stiff wind behind him. What did they call? Who was the special teams coach? Bankins? Yes. Mm-hmm. What did he call Chris at the beginning of the year? Didn't he have a name for him? Like he had a lot of names for a lot of things. talk about his. Did he say something about his legs or something like that? Like anyway, uh, they talked about his conditioning a lot, saying he wasn't well conditioned. I'm like, well, I don't know how how conditioned does he need to be? <laughs> oh yeah, I remember that. <laughs> What'd you say? Fifty three. Fifty three. Yeah. Seth that Morgan would, is not a big guy. He's he's not. But I will. T- that would. He has kicked a 52-yarder in his career already. I was going to say, but neither is so he's capable. any kicker we've ever had, I feel like. Oh, yeah. And they've all... I mean, Jake Joe Doyle, a little dude. But. Uh, I'm going to say 50 on the dot Okay, is the longest for this year. Now, Tristan Vandenberg is going to be the kicker and <laughs> freaking sink a 57-yarder. Wait, he's on... I thought he's... So you said he kicked the 52-yard field goal? Seth Morgan, Seth Morgan had did. previously at Sam Houston State. That's and I was saying he's going to make a 50. I'm only career. seeing a 50, but whatever, two yards. Um, October 29th of last year against Tarleton. Rain man. 52 yards. How did you know that? I just looked it up. Oh, okay. I was at that game. <laughs> yeah. 
How many regulars do not change your answers from last week? How many regular season <laughs> wins will the Tigers have? Because y'all changed your answers in the middle of the damn segment last last week. Yeah, it's, so it's because I wanted to do nine and three, and I'm sticking with ten. There was a game that I just didn't make up my mind on. I don't. I mean, if you say I can't change my answer, then it's ten and two. But you can change your answer if you want to. I think it's nine and three, and it's going to be. I think they'll lose to Mizzou. You're going to have to go back and edit last week's episode now, Kenny. I know. I think they lose to Mizzou. I may have picked that, actually. You did pick that. Your two losses were Mizzou and SMU. Uh, SMU. SMU, yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I, I, I'm going to pick Mizzou, SMU. We're not freaking losing to Tulane at home. No. We're just not. We don't do it. When's the last time we did it? Like, 98? I mean, we just we don't lose at home, period. Well, that's Frankly, not Austin Houston. True. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Too soon. We didn't lose. Um, we just ran out of time. I think there's going to be a third game in there somewhere. Like, if you told me we I mean, go I to could, North Texas and struggle, yeah, I don't want to lose that game because I don't think. I mean, it's hard. Good, it's hard to not want to put that in there given how bad we've been on the road. Yeah, it, that's exactly. I mean, what you're I'm not playing with. really the same caliber team, but shoot, we've struggled with Temple in Philly, like, and we, we play struggled at Temple. with Temple at home last year. Yeah, but you you did end up winning by two sure. studies. But I, I see where you're coming from. Yeah, I'm sticking with what I said last week, though. It's <laughs> it's definitely something that they have we have talked about endless number of times. It's something the coaching staff has talked about endless number of times. you got to be able to finish these games. And I, I think there's going to be one, one game that gets them, and it's going to make some people mad. Well, they're going to slip up on one game where they had a chance to win, and they let it get away. But it's only going to be one game. Only one. Will it be a conference game? I'm a f- I am picked, kind of picked it to be with SMU or North Texas, depending on which one you look at. But Ugh. Mm. God, I don't like you that. can't afford to lose to North Texas. I'm going to no, be real honest I don't like that. I don't like that at all. Because SMU's conference schedule is not good. And yeah, SMU has, like, the outside of Memphis, they don't play anyone, like, at all. Conference wise, Tulane and UTSA at least play each other. So, like, fingers crossed, one of them kind of counts, like, cancels each other out. Let's hope Tulane beats UTSA because UTSA already has a rough out of conference schedule. Yeah. Tulane beats them. Memphis beats Tulane. Boom. You know, it, it's, it's interesting because Tulane gets tested pretty early on. If you look at it, like I think when and so does UTSA, okay, sure, Houston but we don't Tennessee. play them, so I'm not, yeah. you know, I'm trying not to take them. But you'll, I just mean from the, you'll know what what yeah. they are probably. Well, then, do we want Tulane to beat UTSA if if Memphis is playing Tulane? Do we want them to come in with a loss? Well, I think it's going to be interesting because it's, you know, they play South Alabama, and I don't think South Alabama. There's no rollover. Yeah, I don't think they're a bad team. I mean, they won ten games last year. Yeah. Uh, then they're at Ole Miss. No, excuse me. It's at Ole home. Miss is at Yulman. Which is wild that Ole Miss is going to be. At I agree. Tulane. I don't think they survived that. You Southern think anybody's Miss- coming to that game? I mean, nope. Yeah, I think, I think people will be show up because I think Ole Miss fans will travel because it's in New Orleans. It's New Orleans. Everyone wants to party, and I, I mean, think there's not, not will- that many are going to be able to travel because it's a tiny ass stadium. But it's true. <laughs> they'll be there. Uh, so y'all think Ole Miss beats them in that game? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. and it, they. Tulane lost to Southern Miss last year. 
Yeah. And they they play Southern Miss in Hattiesburg this year. Yeah, I think. Then they play Nichols. Obviously, Nichols not great. Let's have a Dreek Clark game in that Southern Miss game. Please. I know, dude. Ooh, Dreek. Dreek's at Southern DRIQ Miss. DRIQ go off. Let's go DRIQ. DRIQ. <laughs> uh, they play UAB, which whatever. But it's more so the first three games: South Alabama, Ole Miss, and then at Southern Miss. I think you have a general idea of who Tulane is at that point. Yeah, it's an, that's enough of a test for me to understand, okay, watching this team, can they come into Simmons Bank and win? And I just don't – I don't think they're going to have enough. I really don't. They have no spears to rely on. Like, I understand their, their backup running back is back, whatever. I don't yep. care. Tajay Spears was just a different dude. God, did y'all see him in Such that a different dude. preseason? Oh yes. My he's just – he's built different. Speaking of, not to totally get away from the superlatives for a second, but did y'all see Calvin Austin – Yes, dude is so Are fast. Serious? It's unreal. <laughs> he makes elite NFL athletes look slow. slow. He has man. a second gear. It's ridiculous. Like you see him hit that second gear on that play. I'm assuming we're all talking about the yeah. And it's just like, pfft. it just it it looks like the video as an editor of video content, somebody, of digital content. It looks like yeah. somebody hit level up speed, like Ping! like like fast forward on it. Even as a specialist, let's say he. Doesn't play really much as a wide receiver. Well, he almost took that kick. We off saw, back. yeah, we all saw the kick going back. Like, I mean, he got stopped by I think the kicker, but, but whatever. It was sixty yards later. Yeah, whatever it was. All right, I, I'm going to add a superlative if that's okay. Yeah, go for it, man. I have two superlatives I want to add. Yes or no? Sixth game of the year of the year. Memphis come. Tulane comes to Memphis. Both teams could potentially be five and zero. Oh. What's the possibility? Is there a possibility that game day could be that that week? No, because no. it's on Friday. Damn it! Okay, <laughs> scratch that superlative. <laughs> I'd already thought about it. Did you? Uh, I don't think they would anyway, since they came here in nineteen. But yeah. All right. However, I will I will back that up and. If SMU is undefeated, things are going to get. Memphis is undefeated. Things are going to well. That could true. be spicy. Think, but they do it again though. Things are going to get weird on that because it's October Friday the thirteenth. We play Tulane. That is true. Ooh. You think they wear the black jersey? If they don't come out in all black on Friday the thirteenth, something's wrong with the market. We boycott. Department. They have to because yeah. the twenty first they're at UAB and the twenty eighth they're at North Texas. That's your only opportunity to wear all black. Yeah. And it's going to piss people off. Sorry in advance. We like the black uniforms. I like them. The team likes them. All right, what was the second one? Second superlative is regular season is over. How many conference losses do they have? And do the Tigers play in the AAC championship game? I'm sticking with my one. And I will say if you have one, barring some crazy tie scenario, I think you're in. TJ just mashed his nose on the microphone. Uh, maybe I, I did do that. that. Maybe I did that. Um, I think they could have two. The question is how many you can afford to have, right? Can you have two? Is is two? I think there's a possibility that you have two and you still get in. I think what hurts you now though is the division thing, right? Like, there's no divisions. No, no. That's like, what wait, I'm saying. What? Before, I mean, shoot, we made the conference championship losing three games or whatever it was. Yeah. Um, 
I don't, I don't, you definitely can't lose three and be in it. I don't think it doesn't seem like it. Cause you know, SMU is probably going to coast until your game. Like they just, they're not tested. Unfortunately. I mean, don't they play TCU? That's a test. That's not in conference though. I know, but like they're being tested. Tulane literally finishes the season with UTSA. Mm. Last game of the year. Last game of the year. Like, it They're setting it, up a Cincinnati Memphis 2019 situation. Yeah, like you couldn't that you you love that. Because they kind of did like UTSA and and Tulane, Memphis and SMU. Yeah. They they kind of tied it in that way, which I get. It makes perfect sense. Those are your top four teams. Um Although just, ours is the week before. Sure, but my point is they still They're matched still, up. Yeah. Like they knew what they were doing when they did that. They should have made the SMU game the last week of the year. I would agree. Not not Temple because we just don't care about Temple. But what a week of games that would have been in the AEC. Ooh, another superlative. Is the Temple game in the snow? No, I don't think so. I'll say yes. I don't know that I've ever seen the Tigs play in the snow. We've seen them play in the rain. Oh, too many times. All right, so UTSA is at Temple, then UAB at home at F. AU, which could be relatively decent. Um, ECU at North Texas, Rice, South Florida, and then at Tulane. So they're not really tested outside of that Tulane game and perhaps at Florida Atlantic, whatever you think of Florida Atlantic. Hmm. I don't think Temple's worth a damn, but people really seem to like EJ Warner. I think that he could be something. I just don't see it personally. No. No. So they're just not really tested. So I, I, I don't see two losses in conference play for UTSA. So if Memphis has two losses, they're likely outside. It could be a, a Temple, or excuse me, a Tulane and UTSA rematch, essentially. Yeah. Depending on how things go with SMU. But I think it's more likely SMU and blank if you lose to SMU. All right, projection time. What bowl game will the Tigers play in? I th- think I already suggested the Fenway Bowl. I wanted to say the Fenway Bowl. I think it's just like the the at-large for the American, essentially, right? Whatever. I'll be the just extreme optimist, and I will say the Peach Bowl. I love it. I it's the thing. If you make, if you win the conference championship, like that's obviously where you're going to be because it means you are. You've probably already beat Boise. Yeah. Who else is out there? I don't. Is there another group of five that we're not thinking of? Let's do it. The Peach Bowl is going to save a lot of gas as opposed to Dallas. Dallas. The Fenway Bowl is in Boston. I understand. We drove to Dallas last time. Oh, well, I drove. 2019. Flew, I yeah. The Peach Bowl though. Why? It's just closer. Not in Dallas, like six and a half hours away. It's about eight. I think it was a little more. Oh. Yeah. So just what? A like a fourth of a tank? Yeah, just a little bit more gas. I thought you were talking about Boston. Hey, we could just fly there. I, I think if it's in Atlanta, Atlanta. I'll fly. I just made the f- the flight to Atlanta, and it was uh, we were in the air for forty three minutes. Yeah, I think I would just fly to Atlanta. It was that great. was too easy. You're there in no time. Atlanta airports is is good stuff. It's busy as hell, but it's good. All right, last superlative. Who will be the player of the year? Mm. And don't say both of y'all can't say Seth. Well, yeah, I'm not gonna say Seth. 
I think it'll be Sutton because I think they're going to try to utilize him in so many different ways. And I already talked about I think he could easily have seven touchdowns on the ground. You add in three touchdowns through the air, maybe a special teams. I mean, we're up to double-digit touchdowns at this point. That is a curveball answer, and I love it. Well, I just, I'm trying to think of who has the most opportunities to get more touchdowns than anyone else. And we've talked about there's so many receivers. I think the ball is going to get spread. And there's so many running backs. I think the ball is going to get spread. So who is equating for both of those categories for receiving and rushing? And then you also throw in special teams. I just think Sutton has the highest chance of yeah. getting the most. Trey, you can say Seth since he said Sutton. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> hey, how many rushing touchdowns did Seth have last year? Four. Wasn't he like third or second on the team in rushing? He was third in rushing. <laughs> I just, you know, if you throw for 20 touchdowns and then rush for five, six, seven, whatever, you know, whatever he does. Gosh, I wanted to say sudden. Well, too slow. Hmm. I'm saying Seth then. Sorry. Easy answer. Cheeky. Do you think there's a possibility? Let's let's think about I mean, this. I already said Demir was offensive MVP. They're going to give the overall MVP to somebody else. So 2019 was a big year for redshirt freshman Kenny Gainwell. Second year in the program. Blew up, exploded after Patrick Taylor hurt his or broke his foot. Mm-hmm. Old Miss game. Is there a possibility that this is the same kind of year for Sutton as a true sophomore? I think so. Yeah. I mean, it gets dicey because I feel like there's more people in front of him than Kenny has. Yeah. That's the only thing that holds me back from agreeing fully. But I also just don't know if Sutton's going to get, just make up some arbitrary number here, 60 carries. I just don't think it's going to be like that. I think it's going to be a situation where he gets 40 carries, but also 20 receptions. Yeah. And who knows how many kick returns? Yeah. Who knows how many kick returns? So it's just, he is set up to succeed. And I think this is, I think he's going to have plenty of opportunity to make an impact on the season. Yeah. I think it's set up by design. Like, okay, who is our most gifted player? Let's give them the most chances. To do something. Yeah. And I think that's Sutton. And I, I think that we have touched on it 15 times in this podcast. If you haven't said it, I've said it and Kenny said it. Yeah. Uh, all of us. That's the one consensus that we've said is Sutton. Sutton Smith. Sutton Smith. So I agree. All right. Very last one. It has nothing to do with the Tigers, but it has everything to do with TJ and I. Kenny, it's for you. Let's go. Who will eat more Pronto Puffs throughout the season? Listen, as a fellow... <laughs> no, like, okay. As a fellow round fella, I'm going to say Trey. What yeah. the... Excuse me? Yeah, I'm just going to say... Second part of that question, does a foot long count as two? Dude, I double fist. <laughs> Freaking... We don't no. need to know about your sex life. I actually, that's unfair because I normally switch up and get the barbecue nachos. Well, or the Uncle Lou's. I'm going to say, I'm going to say, 
I'm going to say Trey. I'm going to post a picture of every one of my Pronto pups. No, seriously. That's what we have to do. That's how we keep going to post a picture of You got to post a picture of every Pronto pump. I know those folks over there. I will tag them. I will ask them to share it. And it'll it'll be me when it all comes when it all comes out. What's the winner get? What's the I mean, where we're we going with this? That's part of the superlative. So the winner gets a beer, beer, a case of beers again. I love it. It's just one of them. I love it. I get pronto pumps and beer. This is why I'm I am the shape I'm in. Let's Good go. Shape. The beer and front up ups. All right, really quickly before we rate this beer, TJ, we're going to, uh, throughout the college football season, I, I'm a big college football uh, bet fan. I want to say gambler. That's a bad word. Yeah, like I'm a better. It's not gambling when you win all the time. That's true. It's investments. Uh, we have week zero this week, TJ. And as our friends who call me Thunderstick know, I like to give Thunder picks. So my pick for this week in week zero, we've got a couple of ball games: Navy, Notre Dame in Dublin, mm-hmm. one thirty on Saturday. Notre Dame minus twenty and a half. I'm saying lay it on the Irish. They're going to win by three plus tutties. You know they've actually struggled with Navy as of late. They're not struggling in the home. In the land of the Irish, that's, that's fair. I, again, I would I would take the points, the Notre Dame points as well. I'm just throwing it out there that they have struggled with Navy. So do with that what you will. What about how the Hawaii Vanderbilt game? I was looking at that one. That's the one that's always been kind of fun. I feel like, and always fun. I mean, really, just last year. I think that's the first time that I paid attention to it. Vanderbilt's favored by seventeen. Over-unders at 55 and a half. You have a pick in that? I'll give it to you since you threw it out there. Mm. We each get one pick a week that we share, and then we'll tally this, too. I mean... You can take a different game. There's UTEP, Jacksonville State, Ohio, San Diego State, Massachusetts, and New Mexico State. Why'd you say it like that? I don't know. just came out that way. Because is midnight, and I've... Had four hours of sleep in the last four days. San Jose State, USC, that is a big line. 30 and a half. That's a lot of points. That's a lot of points. Um, I will take our boy McIntyre's first, no, second game. Second season? Second season, yeah. With Louisiana Tech, 11-point dogs. Mm. I'll take the Hawaii at Vanderbilt. I think Vanderbilt covers just because the Hawaii team is awful. Where is Vandy playing that game? Because they're home stadium. They are playing. They're playing out of high school. Will it be sold out? Maybe. What's the capacity of the high school? Do we know? Sixteen thousand. Is it larger than FAU's basketball? No. Yeah, it's kind of. Yeah, it's definitely. I'm kidding. Two thousand. Um. Yeah, they're playing at a local high school. I can't remember exactly what high school it is, but it's kind of crazy to think about. All right, so there's your official Thunder pick. And, TJ, you got to come up with something for your picks. Uh, it's called TJ Picks. Okay, TJ Picks. So Notre Dame minus I lose 20. a lot of money. Don't listen to me. Yeah, you probably shouldn't listen to TJ. Notre Dame minus 20 and a half is my pick. TJ took Vandy minus 17. Yeah. All right, let's get into this Czar IPA. It, was, uh, it hit you in the this face when so you first sipped thicker huh? than what I drink all weekend. Yeah, man. Really hits you in the face. In terms of can, this thing is uber boring. Yeah. It's just 
silver. Silver and red, man. Red writing. You see that? That's our IPA 7.0. Cans real low. I mean, this is... One of the lower cans. This feels like a 5.5. That's higher than me. I was going to say like a 3.2. Okay. I mean, look at it. It's just... What are we doing here? Yeah. Pretty low can. Uh, I didn't hate the beer. I didn't hate it. I didn't love it either, though. Yeah. Like, I I don't know that I would... I'm not seeking this out to drink again, probably. This is their famous West Coast IPA that we have taken up a notch. Enjoy a huge citrus nose with a resounding 7.0 alcohol by volume. It brings down the house with bold grapefruit and danky flavors. I got the danky. The citrus, huge. Not sure that I got that. Yeah, it wasn't very huge. But dankiness. Yeah, there's a lot of malts. This is high on the dank scale. So... Um, I mean, if you gave me one of these, I'm not going to refuse it, but I'm probably not going out and buying a sure. a sixer of Zara IPA. Sure. I would say definitely drinkable, like without question drinkable, right? I don't think I'm drinking a second one, not by choice. I'm going to switch it up and get something different. Same. But I'm going 6-2 on this. Um, yeah. It's not it's, the worst beer. It's no Andy's Mint. It It's along the lines of that. It's drinkable. Along the lines of Andy's? Well, it's on the along the lines of your your six. Oh. I would probably put it as six flat. I know you don't like that, but it's fine. I would drink it. I don't know if I'd drink another one. I've had better. I've had worse. Six. There it's a go. little bit better than average. There you go. I think it's how it Definitely should. not the beer that describes what this Tiger football team will be this year. No. No, 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 no. All right, we got anything else? I think that's it, man. Just be, God, we need people to be there. Be there. Get that sixty dollar promo. Yeah. Buy season tickets. Buy season if tickets. You're not a. That's it's kind of a little bit gamblish, but it's fun. Sixty dollars, they win. You keep winning. Get out there. Get to the bowl. September second, first home game. TJ and I will be there. Uh, we'll have some Bluff City tailgates this sure. year. We'll let you guys know about the dates for those. You guys come out, hang out, with TJ and I drink a brew before the game Uh, if you haven't already subscribe like comment on youtube we like to comment back with you Um, until next time come with cold beers take a lot takes peace if you enjoyed this episode of tigers untapped leave a rating and a review wherever you download your podcasts like and subscribe at bluff city media's youtube page head over to www.bluffcitymedia.co for comprehensive coverage of memphis sports